Hello guys and welcome to episode number 26 of the Heritage Agendas Football Podcast. As always, myself, Ibrahim with Abdi. How are we doing, bro? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? I am doing well. Very, very eventful day, both uh, with Champions League this week being back. But uh, I think I think you know what we're going to talk about first, for sure. Uh, so I'm this, gonna man, be... this man won't leave us alone, man. The thing is, okay, so obviously, like, we won't waste too much time. Mm-hmm. The biggest news from transfers we've had in, honestly, man, I feel like years, is yeah. the news today officially from Fabrizio that Kylian Mbappe announced to PSG he's leaving at the end of the summer, at the end of the uh, at the end of the year, <clears throat> and we don't know anything about a team, but we know that he met with uh, he met with Al Khalifi. And uh, PSG made a club statement that he will be leaving. Um, he has a contract in hand from Real Madrid with um, it's the rumors is around twenty five million, which is not been confirmed, but we know that it's significantly lower than the previous offers, um, with a huge signing bonus, probably in the range of one hundred thirty to one hundred fifty million. Um, I'm going to be honest, when I saw, like, because I got, I think, a Bleacher Report or ESPN, like, sent, sent me something, and Santi um, and Mate Moreno, who are, like, two uh, <coughs> journalists, uh, talked about it in the morning, and I just brushed it off. Like, I saw it at, like, 8 a.m., I was like, okay, like, yeah. same old shit, like, we've heard this 50 times. Then Fabrizio started talking about it, and, and the thing is, like, <coughs> in the saga last year, and two years ago, every single journalist jumped on the Mbappe train, especially in 22, except Fabrizio. He never announced that Mbappe was joining Madrid. Even Ornstein announced it. Mm-hmm. So for Fabrizio to say it's happening, uh, obviously holds its weight in gold. And, and it's we don't know where he's going, but we know where he's going most likely. So I mean, and he kind of and he kind of um, I think you mentioned it <coughs> last week where he said. Um, when I know, you'll know, you know, and uh, I believe an Instagram comment about why he was asked why he hasn't reported anything. Fabrizio? On the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now he's finally, you know, put his everything on it. And I think probably he's more right than anybody else on this topic because he's refrained himself from, you know, being I think a lot of the Mbappe news has just been who's first, who's first, where Fabrizio um, kind of took a step back and just waited for you know things to fall into place as they have now for at least this summer. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So obviously, this is for Real Madrid, who's already been maybe the best team in Europe this season. <clears throat> just takes them to the next level. I need water so badly, by the way. But no, um, you're good. but I mean, Mbappe is going to take excited. I am excited, bro. Too much. I saw the notification. I couldn't believe my eyes. But obviously, this team, we didn't even talk about Davies agreeing terms. And obviously, mm-hmm. Endrick is coming this summer. So, I mean, this this is Europe. This is, you know, the team that Europe is going to fear for the next five to ten years. And the thing that kind of, it's not like. It's surprising, but it's not surprising to those who've really been paying attention. It's just how kind of under the radar they've built this like this core and how yeah. young every single player is. Uh, and I think like kind of in the past, Real Madrid's strategy has been to like kind of violently disrupt the transfer market. They go 
they get the most expensive player in the transfer window. They do this every single window. That was like the Galactico era. And then obviously the era with Cristiano and Bale and, and James and all these high, you know, marquee, marquee players. And credit to their board, who I've been very, very critical of in the past. They have pulled a complete 180 since COVID and since kind mm-hmm. of the the, the tr- transition to state-owned clubs that we've we've talked about in the past, where now they've been focusing on getting youth, uh, in-house development, development through the academy, uh, a combination of, of of well-timed purchases of expensive expensive players and uh, bringing in players and kind of you know building them up, and like I said, under the radar, Vinicius Junior, obviously Rodrigo Valverde. Um, and then the purchasing of you know Jude Bellingham, which was obviously their marquee summer signing, and uh, has been you know up not just up to par, but you know has absolutely shattered expectations. Uh, we haven't talked about Arda Guler much this season, but I expect next season he's going to play a bigger role. Um, bringing back Brahim Diaz, and obviously next season, like I just said, they get Endrick. So uh, yeah, I mean they their core is Valverde. Chuameni, Kamavinga, Rodrigo, Vinicius, and if they get Kylian Mbappe, the oldest player from the six I just listed is 26. That's insane. So they've comfortably set themselves in a position of four to five years where they could make zero signings, which they will, and they will get better. Just simply from these players continuing to develop as they you know keep hitting uh you know new levels. So it's it's just a masterclass like just props to them uh they stuck with their vision uh all the criticism that they were getting from the fans and uh the lights at the end of the tunnel for for their for their sporting project yeah absolutely um i agree with everything you said and in terms of like team building wise it's really hard to have six seven youngsters that are all performing at such a high level that they have and Sometimes you, you like, I will say there are a few teams that kind of have a, like a young roster, but not with the potential of what Real Madrid is cooking with. And the depth, you guys have five, six qualified midfielders. The attackers are all performing. Rodrigo kind of got off to a slow start this year um, where great. you kind of had, had, had doubt if he could play without Vinicius, but he's been unbelievable as of late. And, and, and now if you add Mbappe, and and then a left back like um oh, sorry what's Alfonso his name? Davies yep Alfonso Davies then <laughs> then it's you know you've you've had a, a little bit like I guess if um the Brazilian could come back fully healthy the defender um, and really tall yep yep could come back fully healthy but I feel like those are just you know shit you throw to the back of the burner and and worry about the rest because there's so much potential and so much great players ahead of everything else um but my question for you is now that like we know Mbappe for sure is leaving PSG which is some which is the, the first thing that needed to happen um of this saga like we need him separated from that club and he's leaving now is it a guarantee he goes there do you think any other clubs could potentially um sway him away from what seems like his is his ultimate destiny and to play for Real Madrid I mean I think 
with Mbappe, there's no such thing as a guarantee. Like for me, even though he's announced that he's leaving to PSG, it's not really guaranteed that he's even leaving PSG. I, awesome. Obviously, if I had to bet money that he's, you know, what he's going to do, leaving I would now. obviously bet he's leaving. Uh, probably, you know, 95% certain. Um, if I had to say, I think, I think the only clubs that could really make an appeal, I think he'd never go to City. I think Liverpool and Arsenal could make like good offers where he'd at least mullet. Although I don't really see the prospect of Liverpool without Klopp. Uh, yeah. They're huge on wage structure. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of their players are, are, are getting into the older years rather than younger, even though they have like they have great youth. Um, and from a marketing perspective, I don't think that they obviously no one competes with Real Madrid with marketing, but from a marketing yeah. perspective, I think, I think you could sell. There's obviously been rumors this week about like, okay, come be the next Thierry Henry, uh, come, you know, cement your legacy at Arsenal. Do I think it'll happen? No, but would it, you know, would it absolutely shock me if it happened? No, too. So, I mean, I think, I think Arsenal, I will say, like, if it's not Mbappe, and we've talked about this, which I, I don't think it will be, but I do think Arsenal will, in the next window or two, get that huge, like, superstar, because they're just, they're dying for it. And mm -hmm. I it, right now, the only one that's really there in world football is is is... Mbappe and obviously Holland, who's you know playing for Man City and would never go there. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think, like I agree with you, marketing wise, everything like there's no <coughs> place better than Madrid. I think it offers him, uh, just being a global superstar and way more other. Even if he's making twenty five million, which is probably not even like you know a third of what he's making. Um, at at PSG, at PSG right now, um, I think they, they just give him a bunch of other options in making money, you know, yeah. um, especially with his image rights, all that stuff, brand deals. Um, but I, what we, I think, let me, let me, uh, what Arsenal would offer him, okay? Let me, okay, go on, like, let's see the pitch. This is to, this is to Mbappe, okay? Hopefully he hears this. <laughs> okay. I think from if you look at it from the last couple of years, um, it's been Holland and Mbappe as the future superstars of the world, right? Yeah. Yep, um, yep. I think right now, in terms of winning, in terms of career choices, everything like that, I think Holland has completely outclassed him in in where he went from Dortmund to City to winning a treble, like and then team, contending, team yeah, right? team wise, yeah, contending for uh, uh, you know Ballon d'Ors moving forward. Um, and then, and then where I think Mbappe halted a little bit is because he stayed at PSG a little bit too long. So at Arsenal, I think obviously the Prem is you know the creme de la creme, you know the best, most competitive league. Oh, I shouldn't even, I can't even say that anymore. Um, but I think I think we offer him a a rivalry, a rivalry to Holland. You know, so we are the number two team to City in in England. And he could come and compete and, you know, take this great team down. Um, yeah. But I think ultimately, I think Mbappe cares only about money. And I think he only cares about status and everything like that. And there's no other option 
other than Madrid. I think it's a done deal. The, you mentioned that the contract has been laid in front of him. I think it's been there since 2019, you know, 2020. Um, it's just changed. Numbers have changed a little bit, but he's always had a Real Madrid offer on the table for the last three, four years. Um, and I think, I think there'll be a little bit of dancing this summer. I don't think it'll get done right away. But I think oh, you don't think he'll sign like in the next couple of weeks? I I I do. Unless like, I do, you think so? I think he'll, if it's Madrid, I think he'll announce it. Problem because Madrid are not playing like are not playing games this year. Like that's the one thing I'll, I'll say. It's like okay, where there's smoke, there's fire, and like all mm-hmm. the Spanish journalists have said that like they want to see commitment from him, obviously because of the past. Uh, yeah. that his relationship with Fl- Florentino is is very very good, and that they are not afraid to pivot if. He doesn't want to go there, which, I mean, it looks like he will. So, I think I think he would announce it. I think, at the minimum, he'll announce he's leaving, which he obviously is. And I, mm-hmm. at the at the minimum, he'll 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 announce like where he's thinking of going. I don't think there's really anything but Madrid for him. I feel like it's always we knew that when he leaves PSG, that's where he's going. Um, I mean, what, what would you say is? Early that he'll announce it soon. What timetable? Like, what do you think? Like end of March, I think once they get an once they get they get knocked out of the Champions League, uh, or I mean, if they win it, but if once once they get knocked out, I think he'll announce it. I think simply him, out of respect him, for the club, he he won't. Yeah, then. him announcing, like I remember when Holland announced that he was going to City. It was right around like I believe end of March, early April, around that time. Yeah. Um. And City were still in the competition. I think they even got to a final that year and lost. Um. Or they lost to you guys that year because you guys were the ones that won that Champions League. No. Um, no. That we they had Holland the, the year we we wait did they? I'm trying. No, to think. they didn't. They got him right after that. Oh, you're right. Right. you're right. You're yeah. right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I think it would do wonders for Real Madrid if he just announces it and gets it out of the way and then you go into the summer knowing exactly what you have and what you need um but it's Mbappe you know he's unpredictable um but I'm glad we know now he's leaving for sure I think uh, if Fabrizio said it PSG have said it he's met with um the head of of PSG so you know now we just wait for his ultimate you know decision which I mean yeah and, and from the perspective of like marketing like look at how jude's game went to the next level uh in t- just in terms of his like his his image not his actual performance like jude bellingham is maybe the most popular player in the world right now and obviously he was very very well known at Dortmund, but not to this level like adidas has basically created a, a whole like like subsection of their brand to just him which is absolutely mm-hmm. insane for a 19 year old or no, i think he's 20 now um mm-hmm. From the perspective of, of, from like the perspective of the pitch from Real Madrid, it's come following the footsteps of, of your idol, who's Cristiano Ronaldo, come to Real Madrid, uh, and really take your status as a player to the next level, um, and you know go from there. And and obviously the Spanish league. The one thing I will say is, uh, I'm. I'm hoping in the next couple of years that the the funding in terms of like teams having money will increase. I think with the Super League, um, which mm-hmm. I think will happen in in the 2025 season, I think the league will start to take off with with kind of like even distribution of funding, uh, and we'll go from there. It's a very very exciting time for football and I mean for 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 this team. 
No, it's not exciting for football at all. It's only exciting. It's only exciting for me. (laughs) But if they get Alfonso Davies, who's obviously what we talked about, they get Mbappe, they get Endrick, and they get another center back. Um, kind of with some of the old guard going out. Obviously, Modric is is has announced he's leaving this summer, I believe, and Cruz might be on the way out, on the way out as well. Uh, yeah, look out. That's really all you can say. Yeah, young and deep, and arguably with the best player in the world coming. You know, it's yeah. not good. I do have question marks about the fit. Obviously, with like playing striker and 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 issues that might be caused. Uh, if I had to say like a negative, that that's the biggest one. Is like my my concerns with that. If things don't work out for like stretches of games with him at striker, are we gonna see, like the ugly side of Mbappe's camp rear its head? Um, yeah, which it has at other clubs. You know, people act like he's gonna come to Madrid and just flip a switch personality wise. I don't think that type of stuff just goes away with with a change of scenery. Um. So that's I mean that's the biggest concern is that the, the 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 one thing about Real Madrid this year is that the chemistry and the and and the dressing room and the egos is nothing like it's it's like I've never seen before like they are probably the best team in the world in terms of performances and we don't hear anything from the inside about XYZ players upset about playing time or playing in this position or playing in that position um so if if Mbappe comes that can't change and if it does then then you get into the really ugly side of of spanish football which is the madrid media who's ruthless and kind of what happened towards the end of his of his spell at psg where you know he wasn't happy with neymar he kicked him out he wasn't happy with messi he kicked him out he wasn't happy that marquinhos was the captain he kind of like strong-armed the captaincy so Mm -hmm. that's that's the biggest concern for me and and i'm hoping that that you know is not an issue with with the buildup of like this entire saga, I think it could, it's either going to be the greatest project ever completed with trophies and Ballon d'Ors and everything, or it's just going to be a maybe a two-year bust thing where Mbappe just ruins every good thing that you guys have been building for the last two, three years. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to see. Both will be, you know, we'll be here. We'll, time, we'll, time we'll, will we will tell. be there no matter what. <laughs> I will be there no matter what. But... uh. Yeah. That so that was I mean I will say I have a question like in response because we talked a little bit about Arsenal and and how they've it's really felt like they've needed superstar like it's almost like yeah. they're waiting for someone to really I'm trying to think of a comparison from like another sport um, hmm. remember like the Lakers before they got LeBron. Where they had all those yeah. kids, and then they're the like, young... "Okay, they need a star." And then like LeBron came there, and they're like, "Okay, we need another one." And then they they went and got they got AD. Um, mm-hmm. Who's like who is that for for Arsenal if it's not Mbappe? See the way the way like how football has evolved into what it is today is like I don't there's not enough of those players anymore. That's I, very I, true. It's it's Holland who scores fifty goals a year for you, Mbappe who scores fifty goals a year for you. And then there's just a bunch of other players that just are really great, you know, like you have the Kevin De Bruyne's, you know, all those players that are difference makers. But I don't think you have like a, a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Messi in this era, I don't For think. Sure. So I think I think it's just building a team with um, just having all the right pieces around where everybody complements each other. Um, and then if somebody hits, then somebody hits. But like it's very hard 
to identify somebody that will be like, you know, a, and it's football. So it's 11 players on the pitch. It's very hard to be a one man show. But Mbappe and Holland are at this at this at this time period. But I don't think I think for Arsenal they just need a striker capable of scoring twenty goals. That's all we ask. Um, and I and I think that's Dusan Vlahovic. That's who I want. That's who I think should be our main target coming this summer. But in terms of just having a world beater like that will you know put the team on their back when needed. I think there's only two guys, maybe three, if you add KDB with just how influential he is. Um, everybody else is just, you know, everybody else plays as a team and then gets their numbers that way. So I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just those two right now. They're just he- above everybody. No, that's fair. I, I, th- I think if it's one, yeah, I think Vlahovic or L- Lartaro, if, if Lartaro would go there. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, is season. the perfect profile. He's 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 huge. He can finish. He can play with um, his back to the goal. Everything, um, but it's Juve, man. We have to go deal with Juve again. Juve have have punked us for the last like three, four <laughs> transfer windows. And him specifically, and too. him and him specifically. Uh, but I think we're offering him, you know, a lifeboat. I think he's taken a wrong, you know, turn in his career. Um and hopefully, hopefully he says yes this summer. Second in the Serie A right now and 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 knocking on the yeah, door. Yeah, but he wanted he won a Champions League and he has not played a game in Champions League. So That's what, true. what can you do? That is that is um, very very true. But uh, we will segue off of that. Obviously, we got uh. What do you want to start? You want to start with Afcon or do you want to do Champions League? Uh let's do Afcon quickly. Okay, let's do. And AFCON. then we can again. Obviously, Afcon. We talked about our predictions uh, for the final. I said Nigeria yeah. would win. Did you say Ivory Coast? I, I, I said Nigeria as you well. You said Nigeria as well. Obviously, Ivory Coast with the with the comeback win. The hosts, after finishing third in their group, uh, scored late with Sebastian Aller and uh, won it for the first time since two thousand and seventeen. I believe. I think that the either one of the years they lost to Zambia, and then and then following yeah, that, they, they they won it. So. Uh, thoughts on you know kind of the tournament as a whole. We 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 talked about it a lot last week, obviously, so we won't be too extensive. But you know, thoughts on the game, on the tournament, and uh... I my biggest takeaway was just how well this Afcon as a whole went. Um, it drew their biggest viewing audience. I think it said uh, two billion people watched worldwide. Um, and and the football was beautiful. It was competitive. Even even a team like Ivory Coast who faced such adversity, you know, if they finished third and then fired their coach and then, you know, like stuff like that is and and then Nigeria, who on paper had the better team, on paper, um, should have won. Um, and then just the individual, you know, players, Sebastian Holler, um, Cassie, and then Adingre as well, who played really well in the final. Yeah. Um, it was just a really great tournament overall, I think. Um, uh, like Afcon is just beautiful. The fans, the the arenas looked good. Um, yes, the facilities were great. The facilities were incredible. I think Ivory Coast did a great job of hosting. Um, yep. so it was just it was just a great tournament. I think, um, slowly but surely, like you know, Africa's you know becoming. I think also they have eleven, twelve, um, uh, teams that are gonna go to the World Cup, 10, which yeah. is a, a great push off off this tournament. 
Um, so it's it's really nice. Um, and I think uh, Ivory Coast shot up the world rankings. You know, all these teams have sh- have have put it out there that they're a serious team. And the football that was being played was beautiful. Like Sebastian Heller's story, um, where he was a year and a half ago yeah, to where he is now you. is unbelievable. Um, so it was, it was great. Yeah, no, 100%. And you 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 hit exactly what I was going to say, like on the head with, with I think we're going to see in the next like 10 years, African football really, really take the next step as one of those kind of indirect things mm-hmm. from both the increase of, 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 um, of the increase of the spot, like uh, teams in the World Cup and Morocco making the semifinal, which not Absolutely. only you know put African football really you know higher on the map and also won them an extra spot in the World Cup. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 great for African football uh, to see where it's going. I mean, just in the time that I've been watching, has really really taken the next step. So, and it's it's great to see like these countries that have over the last couple of decades are notorious for de- like creating and nurturing great talent actually like be able to retain some of their players and not you know lose them to france and england and germany and those behemoths where we, you know we're kind of used to seeing we're, we're used to seeing uh used to seeing these players play and now we're almost getting the reverse effect where where teams are where, where players yeah are happy to to represent their home country we saw it, a great example was like and i talked about this last week with ghana this summer um mm-hmm. where or this went this past winter where you know inaki inaki williams and Tariq lamptey and and amongst other names so yeah, great, great for great for African football. I, like you said, the the Ivory Coast did a great job hosting the tournament. You know, credit to them. The facilities were fantastic. Uh, the atmosphere was great, obviously, and there were so many Cinderella teams that mm-hmm. you know Cape Verde and and South Africa making it extremely far, and 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 all the all the big all the big teams going home really really early, and it was it was great to see. I had I had no idea Cape Verde existed before this tournament. I I had to literally <laughs> look it up on a map. You know? They're like these tiny um, islands, like west of west of exactly. uh, Africa. So, um, and then I read uh the um the Ivory Coast players were rewarded with villas, and and eighty k cash, eighty k dollars. I mean eighty thousand dollars. Um, so it's I'm I'm just glad it's it's. You know, it generated a lot of, you know, revenue, which is great to see um, where these players are able to be paid back, you know, handsomely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, great tournament. Obviously, we get it back in, in another couple of years. But, you know, the thing I'm really excited is the World Cup, like like uh, like I said, and seeing, you know, 10 African teams, which is which is great because it's a travesty that like in the past, like 53 or 54 African countries had to compete for five spots. That's great, great teams would not make it to the World Cup. Obviously, just the last one we saw Algeria and, and Nigeria, Nigeria and Egypt yeah. didn't make it. So we're going to see going to see way more teams uh, at the World Cup. And I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Beautiful tournament. Yeah, fantastic. But we'll move off of that. We will talk about the Champions League. We got a, a couple a couple of good games. Um, we will let's start with uh, let's start with Real Madrid since we re- we really already talked about them a lot uh, this episode. Yeah. Uh, a game against Leipzig. There was a little bit of controversy. Um, Leipzig scored first. Uh, the goal was ruled uh, out because of uh, interference from a player who was offsides. It, you know there was a lot of controversy. Um, kind of walk me through what you saw with the game. Any takeaways you had? Um, and kind of go from there. I think it's the 
the theme of Real Madrid season is just it's winning in in ways that just continue to shock me. You know, I thought this game they were outplayed. Um, Leipzig, you know, created more, played better, um, and they still won. I thought Lunin was the best player on the pitch by far. Unbelievable. Um, and when your keeper looks like that is usually not a good thing, but he played so well. Um, and then it's seven straight wins in this competition. Um, you guys have not lost every game. Um, there's a few games. I think you guys were down to Napoli for the first leg and then you won comfortably after that. But Leipzig, Leipzig as well, they're kind of struggling in Bundesliga, but um, I thought they deserved a little bit better than uh, losing 1-0. I thought they had they played well enough to either get a draw or maybe even sneak away a win, especially with the goal that was disallowed. But did you think that it's was just a goal? Real Madrid. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think it was yeah. a goal. Um, but you know, <laughs> I like stuff like that is just you always have to you know go over it. But I don't think it was a goal. But it's a controversial thing that a goal that looked clean, but once VAR took care of it, I thought it was it was a it was not allowed. Um, but I think Real Madrid is just Real Madrid. They find ways to win. I know Jude Bellingham didn't play as well, um, which is kind of you know like you would expect them to struggle without their best player this season but they fared well and then brahim diaz just like he did the last time jude was out stepped in and took care of business as he should incredible goal by him um but real madrid is just i i haven't i'm out of you know superlatives they're an incredible team they're just they they take care of business every everywhere they go yeah no absolutely i i I agree with with Pretty much everything you said, Lunin was was their best player. He's been slept on. I, I think he's always you know done well. He has single handedly basically played himself into the starting role because they brought yeah. in Kepa to be the starter. He played a couple of games and he's been miles better. Uh, mm-hmm. Chua at center back. I, I know he's like we've memed about it, but the last couple of games he's had to play there because of the injuries and and uh, and the like n- lack of depth in the squad. But he has. He looks like he's been playing it for 10 years. Like he looks like this high out there. So, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. And it's helped so much to get Cruz, Camavinga, Valverde, and him on the field all at once. Uh, and obviously Jude when he comes back. So, yeah, you know, you can get your best five players a- a- in the midfield all on the pitch at the same time. And, you know, how much it's helped in the buildup and how, how great he's been. Carvajal has turned back the clock. Even Mendy was has been playing very, very well. Uh, Diaz has, you know, stepped exactly like you said. And that's really been the story for Real Madrid. Someone gets hurt, someone can't play, someone takes his spot and they play up to par. So we've seen it all. We've seen it all year. Uh, they find a way to win. This is a team that just based off of the way that they're playing and their obviously their legacy this is their competition mm-hmm. I think for the first time i'm gonna say it like i th- I really see i think they can go all the way so do i think that they can go all the way uh yes if i had to bet no but mm-hmm. yeah i mean kind of bring it on and the next game's at home obviously leipzig is great they're gonna put up a fight they have great great players at, at a lot of positions but yeah Real Madrid this season just they for, like I don't know how they do it every single game they just find a way they that's been the story of the season and that and and you just said if I had to bet I would not bet against them like yeah. maybe I wouldn't bet on them but I would not bet against them they have they have shown time and time again 
in every in La Liga in in even the club uh, the competition they won earlier in uh, right before the new year um and the Champions League especially um this is their competition they're the most de- decorated club in this competition um sometimes you know I, I don't know what it is but like sometimes auras you know o- overwhelms people sometimes you know it's is 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 i don't know what to say man they should not be winning games that they've won but they're undefeated they've lost two games maybe this entire season both atletico um, at the one day yeah. atletico yeah and atletico is lurking somewhere maybe that's who um eventually puts well, puts them out but so yeah yeah but they're they they are unbelievable man they do they do find ways to win no, absolutely, and and the thing for me that we like, and we didn't even talk about this weekend where they absolutely smacked mm-hmm. Girona four nil with no center backs. They didn't even have Nacho for that game. Dismantled Just them. Absolutely destroyed. By the way, Vinny on the weekend, my God, that's that's the level that like if we get that weekend we got from him, sky's the limit for this team. Obviously, Jude's come to par, and the thing like that I've been so impressed with with Real Madrid this season has not been the attack. It's been their defense. How great they are defensively yeah. with Alaba, Militao, and Courtois all being out. And just how they've been able to leverage that, like the ability they soak up pressure and then their counter is lethal. They Every single time it feels like they score against the run of play or if they're, they're dominating a game. It's like they're good in all the facets of the game. Great at absorbing pressure and playing defensively. Great in transitions. Great at holding the ball and playing possession if they need to. Great at playing against the press. Great at pressing. No one wants to see this team this season. And like this Champions League quarterfinal with the way the draw has, you know, kind of played out, and we can kind of start mm-hmm. to see the pieces starting to, you know, come into yeah. place, especially after next week's games. The quarterfinals is going to be fa- like, I can't wait for genuinely every single tie. I'm so excited. And I think Ancelotti deserves a lot more credit than he's he's 100%. he's gotten. Um, I'm glad he's extended and he's gonna be at least he gets to see this through. Um, the Mbappe meme of him saying no to Ancelotti is gonna be hilarious when when he comes to Real Madrid. But um, he's done an unbelievable job. He's nurtured and 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 raised the profile of all these youngsters. You know, 100%. Um, so he deserves all the credit as well. No, 100%. And, and yeah, exactly. Playing players in their best positions, playing players in, in positions that we were kind of scratching our head. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost no one saw the idea to play Jude as a number 10 behind, in front of three midfielders. He, that was all him. So, and the diamond is something that is dying in football. Like we, we don't see teams playing that formation anymore. And, and he revived mm-hmm. it and it's been perfection. Like it was exactly what the team needed. And I've had my doubts with Ancelotti at times. I still have my gripes, but flowers to him. He deserves, he's been extended. He deserves it 100%. And there is no coach in the world, maybe outside of one, uh, who we'll talk about later, that I would like to see coaching this team. Yeah, that guy. But yeah, um, I'm glad, I'm glad he's... Because uh, that was kind of a controversial thing where Brazil, is he stay, will he stay? But he gets to oversee this, I think, with well, all these youngsters that he's helped become who they are would be nice. If he wins the Champions League this season with Real Madrid, like where is he, where is he on your all time coaches? Because he's up there now. He's, he's he has three, right? 
I think only him. only Pep can chat to him. I don't think anybody else. Would, Even is, you think about Mourinho? One? Yeah, he has much more accolades than Mourinho. He has more than Pep if he wins this year the championship. If he too. does, but I think I think Pep's just just how much he's changed football. I think he probably beats anybody. But in terms of just what they've accomplished in their careers, I think he's over. He's over Mourinho easily. Oh, easy! I, I prefer Mourinho I, is, I, is nuts. I prefer Mourinho, but I, I you can't argue with what Ancelotti has done, man. He's unbelievable. He's won. He's won every single league, the top five, mm-hmm. every single country he's won. He yep. has three Champions Leagues going on four in three different countries. That's, yeah. Nah, wait. Who did he win Does the he? Champions League with? He won twice with Real, and who's the and one with Milan. Oh, one with Milan, yeah. He didn't win did with he, Bayern. He didn't win. No, he Bayern. didn't win with no. Bayern. No. Um, so the one three, I think the year before he got there. So he'd have four Champions Leagues, a, a bunch of leagues, pretty much the whole. He's won every single trophy with with Real Madrid with the Copa del Rey a couple years ago. So, man, they he's are, just a, he's just a, he's the ultimate players coach. Um, I think ultimately 100%. that's what his career will be. Just how much how much influence he's had over so many people's careers. But also his 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 cabinet is nothing to be looked at. Like he's unbelievable. Three Champions Leagues is and a, potentially building the dynasty of Real Madrid's future, where he's you know obviously some of the players were there before him, but development is key as well. He's developed all these players into who they are now and who they will become within the next couple of years. Yeah, hundred percent. No, being responsible for Jude is a nice way to go out, man. Saying I turned this guy into who he is, and he did. And he we're did. gonna see this 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 summer when that asshole plays him as a double pivot with next to Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see what what could have been. But uh, oh. I get a Euro is just gonna be so electric this summer. But we'll oh move off goodness. of <laughs> we'll move off of that. Uh, Man yeah. City played uh, at the same time on Tuesday as as Real Madrid. They they won it as expected. I think I think I said three one last week. So I you did. You got it right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So three one to Man City. Uh, late goals from Phil Foden. Uh, Copenhagen to to their credit, obviously they were they were outmatched and and uh, outpossessed, outshot, but they played well. They put up a they put up a fight, which is what we've kind of come to expect um, from them. But uh, the favorites, you know, no surprises. No su- no surprise at all. Also, Copenhagen, they hadn't played a competitive football game in sixty three days. That's crazy. Um, it's insane. I think in Denmark they have like some kind of winter, winter break. Holiday, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, they played a few friendlies before, uh, but nothing that would prepare them for Man City. But they played well. Um, they Man City. What, what Holland didn't score, but they got their Edison Bozo moment out of the way pretty quickly into the Good. Champions League, which I don't like. Um, but they they just. They a few players went down. Grealish was injured. I think Bernardo Silva uh, rolled his ankle. Um, but other than that, it was it was a cakewalk for them. Like they did everything they needed to do. De Bruyne is unbelievable as always. He uh, for somebody coming, obviously they've been easing his way into it, but he just looks incredible. They look such a completely different, different team. Different team. Yeah, with him at 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 the helm and just controlling things. He's I don't know what to say, man. I think. He won man in the match. He has, I believe, seven goal, uh, seven assists and like four goals since he's been back. Um, it's like he's never left. He's just. I saw the scar on his hamstring. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Know. Um, it looked like a devastating injury, man. I'm. I'm glad he's. 
he's back to to himself this team should like they are like you said it best like they're a new team and uh can you smell that you know that that 15 game unbeaten run it's cooking or are you uh or not yet you you they usually draw the first game you know and then it starts (laughs) but it's 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 not a it's not a a spring thing anymore. It started in December. In How November, many is this in a row? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten games in a row right now. So it's it's uh ten wins in a row, by the way. Not ten not yeah, ten not, not ten good results. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, I remember they did that with when Unai Emery like, oh he has eighteen games unbeaten at Arsenal. And, like, and it was twelve like, our freaking... draws. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But uh, we'll <laughs> we'll move off. Uh, we'll move off the Tuesday games. Uh, two on Wednesday, yeah. two on Tuesday. Obviously, we'll save the best for last. So we'll talk about PSG. Uh, yeah. They took care of business. Credit to them. We've had their. We've had. Uh, we've had a lot of questions of, of their ability to do that. Uh, what better than their main man to step up? Mbappe scored the first goal, uh, and then Bradley Barcola scored the second. Two uh, 0 it's a great result, you know. Obviously, they are sitting comfortably going back to mm-hmm. to La Real. Uh, yeah, great result. To be fair, they they did what they had to do, which is something they've struggled with all season. Yeah, I looked up Mbappe's number. He has thirty eight goals in thirty appearances this season, which is Holland esque. You know, that's literally on pace to put up the same numbers as Holland. He is unbelievable. Uh, you just never hear about it because he's in the French league. Um, but I, I thought Sociedad they played really well in the first half, especially with their pressing. Um, but ultimately, like PSG, for the first time in a while, I thought they they weathered the storm and then played through it, and then you know just finished their chances at the end. Um, and Mbappe, obviously, today's news is not going to help them in this tournament moving forward. But um, I thought for one game they were a real, you know, a serious team and, and Sociedad are unbelievable. Um, and I think Sociedad, this is their first knockout game in 20 years. So it was good to have them back on the stage, but Mbappe and PSG, they took care of business. No, hundred percent. Just, yeah, they just played better. Yeah. I mean, do you think they can win it? Honestly? Absolutely not. Uh, they have yeah, no chance. Um, so they, their midfield is not good enough. I, think their defense the defense fine Mbappe's fine um but midfield wise they will be overrun by any of the bigger threats um and I think Mbappe has uh, I want to say uh let's see he has four goals against Barca three goals against Madrid and now one against Sociedad um so he's really he's going to be really comfortable in Spain um once he goes there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and then the best for last, which I have a feeling we're going to be sitting on, on this team for a while. These were my favorites in the pre-tournament. Yeah. Bayern Munich, we're going to talk about their game on the weekend too. A loss to Lazio, a red card. They did not play well. Uh, another stinker from Harry Kane, by the way. Back-to-back games, he has been a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost and they deserved to lose. Like They were outplayed, out, like, outworked the whole game. The, the weekend was not a wake-up call for them. Upamecano under the lights again was horrific. Uh, yeah. Is this like, you know, should they be panicking? Is, is kind of what I'm going for. Absolutely. Um, I think 
I think the Harry Kane, I think Harry Kane, the player he is, um, is a great like over a 38 game period player. Um, but in the Champions League, when you know, I saw moments where he was like all the way in the freaking half field, you know, trying to get the ball, trying to touch the ball because nobody was creating chances for him. Um, and he wasn't in his natural position and he turned the ball over uh, a lot of times, actually. Um, but uh, we talked about this a lot. They needed reinforcements in the midfield um, and they did not. You saw Gwenduzi running around, running amok, pressing, taking the ball from everybody. And 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 I, I don't think they're good enough defensively. Opamakano is a re- like a question mark moving forward for every big game possible. Um, it was a terrible Delete. challenge. I don't know why they don't use it. Tuchel, the first thing he did when he came was put Delete on the bench and has not looked off since. Um, but for I want to see um, Tuchel. This is he has ten losses in forty three games, and Nagelsmann before him had ten losses in eighty four games. That's almost double the amount of games for the same amount of losses. Um, so it's just it's, they're just. They're frail, like they're not. Harry Kane without service is is not Harry Kane, you know. No, um, and and Musiala wasn't. He didn't play that well. Um, Sane has been a no show for the last freaking three four weeks of 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 football. So he hasn't scored in a month, two months, I think. Um, it's just all of it's just going downhill pretty quickly, and and the league looks like it's gone because I don't think Leverkusen. Is gonna lose a game this season. <laughs> they are nope. Unbelievable, um, by the way. And it, and it will ultimately lead to Tuchel's job. I think they made the wrong decision sacking Nagelsmann, and now they're you know Tuchel's not. He's a great coach, but I think for this team, I thought especially with what Nagelsmann showed and how well they were playing in the Champions League, um, and now look where they are. They've look like a completely different team from just where a year ago where Nagelsmann was fired to where they are now um is insane to me I don't I don't I don't see it no I I agree 100% I mean you you hit it on the head with with Nagelsmann I was going to talk about you know that was firing him in the middle of the season uh you obviously they won after advancing after advancing they advanced. They were first in the league. They were first in the league, or they were second in the league. Mm-hmm. They won the league on the last day that they should not have won. If Dortmund just handled business, I yep. think Dortmund needed a like. Did they need a? They, they just a win. They, yeah, they just needed to win, and they drew. They drew. They up. They bottled the league on the last day. They they got smacked in the Champions League. They like didn't even have a chance after the first game. They got like mm-hmm. smacked four nil, and. Uh, I mean, and since then, it's just this season, I'm going to kind of group it into, we might as well talk about the weekend yeah. when we talk about this this game, because I think the, the issues, they kind of go hand in hand. In the summer, in the in the summer, they had midfield problems. They tried to get Palinia too late. They didn't get him. They had all of January to get a midfielder. It was their biggest weakness. It was glaring. Everyone could see it. All yeah. they have to show for it is 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 Eric Dyer and uh and and uh and a winger that they signed from from the Spanish league. I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name. They go to this weekend, their biggest game of the season, maybe their biggest game in years. They get played out of the park by Xabi Alonso and Bayern Leverkusen, who to their credit are one of the best teams in the world, if not the best. But they yeah. were 
absolutely rinsed. Like, no no desire, no fight. You saw Muller after the game. When have we ever seen Muller have, like, a temper tantrum after a game? 3-0, and it could have been 5. And I don't think I've seen that with Bayern in 10 years, maybe. So they have no no heart. And then you come off of that game in the weekend where you get, you get spanked. You probably lost the league because you said it. Bayern Leverkusen are not dropping points this season. They have 24 games in the league, unbeaten 31, uh, I think spanning over multiple seasons, and I think one loss in like 50 games. Obviously, yeah. we'll give them their flowers later, but they are not going to drop points. This is the type of league now, the Bundesliga, where if you drop points, it's a catastrophe. Like the, the team in front of you is not going to lose. So you had to show up this weekend. Even to get a draw, they couldn't do that. They got played 3-0. They deserve to lose. And then you come into this game, your Champions League, and they looked so sloppy and so lazy. You can't get one shot on target in, in 90 minutes plus added time against Lazio. Lazio are struggling in their league. Credit to them. They played well. The, the place was rocking. But you just can't lay a goose egg to, like two games in a row. This is Bayern Munich. And now they're staring at elimination in the face. And I don't know if they're going to go through, to be honest. And that's, for me, is, is crazy to think. They have, you know, Tuchel in in specific mm-hmm. has mismanaged so much since in such a short period of time and it just looks like uh it's just so so questionable they they did the same thing obviously ever since since uh since since Hansi Flick has left it's been it's been kind of dysfunction i mean Nagelsmann got you to he got you a league title where they dominated start to finish the Champions mm-hmm. League, I think, um, where did they finish his first year with with uh, when he was in charge? Was it the semifinal? I think they lost. I think they got to the semifinal. I think they got to the semifinal, and then they beat PSG. Yeah, they, uh, huh? Oh no, quarters. They lost to Villarreal. Was it Villarreal? Thank you. Yes, yeah. it was Villarreal. They lost to Villarreal. Then they played PSG last season. They he absolutely coached circles. Coach circles around PSG. It was they won, but it was all tactics. Home and away, they were fantastic. And now they just look so lazy, so beatable. They they don't stack up. They, they look they, old. They look old and they look lazy. And that for me is 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 when you when you make a, a crop of talented like and some of them are young players look so old and like with with no desire. That to me falls on coaching. And uh, yeah, like they have, they the, the the panic bells need to go off because if if they don't win next in two weeks against Lazio in the home leg, it's gonna get ugly fast. Is you think there's any chance they don't advance? Absolutely, absolutely, they are like this is not fake danger. They they have Lazio played them off the park. What's absolutely. to say that doesn't happen again? I thought I. Sorry and his and his boys they came to play man oh my they god did. the but Bayern is just I don't like they've always been such a like a perfectly well run club um like just perfection everybody's on the same page and I thought like I thought like Tuchel being signed in the middle of the season was you know like just so odd and very uncharacteristic of them and now they're they're seeing it Tuchel is he's he's a uh, I can't even say he's a great coach, but he's a decent coach. He's a good but, coach, but he's a good coach. But it's just, it's just the guy is. I don't know. Everywhere he's been, he's always left on bad terms. You know, um, 
and and this one got off to a rocky start. I remember yeah. he he got he lost Champions League for, to Man City right away, and then lost what the uh, his first league game. Um, the and then you award he lost. him. He lost no trophies at all, uh, besides the league title that they barely won. And they then shouldn't have won. They shouldn't have won. And then and then you get Harry Kane. Harry Kane's good, but you need midfielders. You needed a number six. Kimmich and and Musiala is not even playing in position, and then you have you're relying on um ah oh, I keep forgetting names, but you're relying on the, your old guys to come in and you know contribute when they Muller Goretzka Muller yeah and Goretzka and those boys so Muller especially like Muller started this game and he was nothing you know he, mm-hmm. I don't even know if Muller should be playing he looks good in in the Bundesliga but. In Europe is a little bit different. These no. guys are all all on the same level, it seems like, which I mean, Bayern should bench, never be. You bench Upamecano, or you bench Delict for some from day one. People have had huge question marks with that decision, and uh, obviously, you, you know, you talked a lot about you know the players that he's chosen, and you can see the glaring weakness in the midfield. And obviously, this is a weakness, but yeah. you can see Kane throughout the game drops deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper because he's not getting the ball. He's not being able to play through link up. So he basically has to go play like a DM because he has to go collect the ball at the first level because after the first, like the first wave, they just never get the ball. To they, the attack. D- they never advance it. Yeah. yeah. So he, he starts trying to do that. And then you see him trying to get the ball and collect it and make, you know, those sweeping outward passes that he loves to make to, to the wingers because they just do not get him the ball enough or the, the service isn't there. Um, obviously a lot of that falls on him too. And 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 Lazio was so prepared for that. They just sure. sat on him just hoofing balls left and right, and they were just it was just Which of you know going the other way every time. So one of the most deadly finishers and, and link up and link up strikers in the world. If you want him to play 75 yards from your goal, be my guest. I would do the same thing. <laughs> like, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, the panic bells are 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 firmly firmly ringing, and and it's not getting easier after Bochum. It's Leipzig, and then and then another game, and then right to the Champions League. So, oh, and and if they don't win that Champions League game, I think that's it for Tuchel. Oh, Tuchel is go- is I, I think even if he survives this, one, I don't think they're gonna win the Champions League, and two, they're not gonna win the league. So his job is already, you know, he's he's gone already. Like just it just timing wise, but right now is he's about to lose the league, bro. They haven't lost that in over in a ten decade. years. Oof. And for me, it's like it's not even it's not even the fact that they lost the league because Leverkusen have been great, and we can talk about them a little bit before we do yeah. like, uh, the predictions. It's just the desire. Like I can, as a fan, like. Okay, like Real Madrid have, or for you, for Arsenal, like when we, when, when like our teams lose games, like it's not the fact that the losses don't make me as mad as when the team just looks so lazy. Every 50 50 you're losing, you know, the desire, the, 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 like simple, simple passes, link up play is just so sloppy and, and, they didn't look like they didn't look like the you know nine-time defending champions of, of the Bundesliga. They looked like a mid-table lazy club, no desire. And I think that's that's kind of you know why we saw the reactions from their players after the game. Obviously with Sane and, and Muller and, and etc. They were played off of the park. This league is now 
you know, it's not theirs to lose You're anymore. Gone? It's it's I think it's gone, but I mean obviously there's fourteen or twelve games left and only five points, but it's gone. And you know, I will say though, on the flip side, and uh, I'm I'm kind of ranting now a little bit, but on on the flip side, uh, Leverkusen this season fantastic. Chabi Alonso mm-hmm. has been probably the best coach in the world. Yeah, uh, every single player for them is having a career year. They have hit on every single you know player that they brought in the summer. Uh, they've expanded on you know the, the building blocks that they set last year. They're probably they're honestly I think they're my Europe Europa League favorites over over Liverpool. Uh, just sky's the limit. I, they might do it. They might go go unbeaten. That that is on the table, and they have not shown us any reason. They won every game in Europa League. They've they're in every tournament in in Germany, and they're leading the league. Um, Xabi Alonso is is putting on a masterclass of a coaching. And I was watching just the after a match of like just how well like connected everybody is. He pulled all the coaches to go get you know to the fans and everything. It's just. It's, it's really nice, and it's going to be a shame if he leaves after this year, but he's building something really nice, man. And then, you know, knocking off Bayern that dominantly where it looked like they were, like, on two different tiers, completely outclassed them in every way um, imaginable. The game was over within the first 20 minutes. Like, it was – you knew Bayern didn't come to play, or he just made them look that way. Um, okay. And they followed, up, they followed it up with Lazio, which – you especially a team of such veterans when you get manhandled like that in the league i think lazio is somebody you get your mojo back on and they what the bet again um so it's not looking good man no i agree with you 100 on, on everything you just said and, and the thing for me with with uh i couldn't believe some of the passages of play obviously it was at the same time as madrid so i wasn't i watched you know in depth yeah you know, after but there was one play where they got the ball and it wasn't a goal they got the ball in the corner of their own half. They were pressed. They strung five passes quickly. They got it to the left back who played like a 70-yard or 60-yard like perfectly placed long ball. Shot on goal. Rebound. They get the second shot. They go get a corner. And I think they scored like three or four minutes later. I could believe what I was watching. So, yeah, credit to them. Grimaldo and Frimpong and uh, and the um, and Tella. Oh, their wing back play has been has been has been nothing short of special. Yeah. And 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 Shaka has come in and fit in absolutely flawlessly. Um no uh his his talent ID looks really good. Like all those players are great value um that they got for them. You know? And now they get their best striker and their best defender back, Kosanu and Boniface. So <laughs> they are just and, and they're coming back to like who knows who who even looks like they were not here you know they just yeah. keep rolling whoever's not here whoever's not there no absolutely but we will uh well let's uh, let's segue that let's do a couple quick predictions for next week's champions league which uh i am way uh honestly i, I like these matchups a lot more obviously this week was was really nice to watch but this is yeah. a couple of games on the radar um psv against dortmund uh First leg. What are you? What are you saying for this one? Scores. Uh, I think. Think? I think this is go. This is probably my favorite tie. Um, really. Just in terms of just football ability of just like how evenly matched in Ia and how well both teams play. Um, uh, Dortmund and PSV. I think it'll be a classic. Maybe three three. It'll be very offensive minded games. 
PSV has been unbelievable in 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 Holland and everything. Um, and Dortmund, they're not they're not as they're not playing as well in Germany, but I think they have the you know the talent to do uh, what they need to do. So I'll say this first leg like, draw, maybe three 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 three. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say two one to PSV. They have not lost okay. in in the Eredivisie, like you said. They are nope. 19 wins from 21, which is crazy. Has gone under the radar. They made it out of a tough group. Um, so I I say PSV two one and. Uh, Unfortunately, they're playing at the same time as my favorite tie, so I okay. <laughs> probably won't watch as much. But my favorite is Inter versus Atletico Madrid. I cannot wait for this game, and it's a and it's a shame that these two teams, who are probably my two dark horses, are playing each other in in the round yeah. of sixteen. Uh, kind of, what are you saying for for this one? I think I think I want at least for. Madrid Real Real Madrid purposes. I need Atletico to stay in this competition <laughs> as long as Be possible. Careful what you wish for, because you do not want to see Simeone team with uh, that that has some momentum in a in a cup competition. They are they are horrific to play against. I will I will never forgive Simeone for two thousand eighteen uh, ever. Um, he ruined he ruined Wenger's uh... <laughs> his last season. <laughs> He ruined Wenger's farewell tour. Oh, him and Griezmann, man. I'll never forgive them. Oh, but I think, I think, I think, I think, oh, peak. Um, Atletico, I think Atletico Madrid win. Um, it'll be and the San Siro. Madrid 1 0 at the San Siro 1 0. They get their goal and they, you know, park the bus like they do, you know. I'm gonna say, I can't play against this inter team with how good they're playing. Ooh. I'll say 1 1. I'll say one one. I'll take the the easy route. I think Atletico get they get their goal first. They sit they they sit back and Inter get a, an equalizer late. They have been. They lost they lost Brozovic and Onana and they haven't missed a step. Bastoni has taken has been unbelievable. Uh, Chanagalu has been great. Lataro we talked about has been Italy's best player uh, for mm-hmm. the league and 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 to Ram. They lost Lukaku. They bring in the next guy. Turam has been great. They, have, you know, they've they've been fantastic. Credit to them, especially with their their financial issues. Uh, it's yeah. like I said, it's a shame because Atletico Madrid, like I said, if they get past this round, watch out. I do not want to play them. I think no one wants to play them. They this season they have been you know great. Obviously, they've knocked off they've knocked off Real twice, and this is where they shine. Cup competitions where they can sit back. They can frustrate the hell out of you, and then they go get their goal because they are the the one thing I always say about Simeone is when he wants to attack, he can attack. Like they're actually they good, so they're capable. Yeah, they are one hundred percent capable. So I say one one, and then all to play for uh, in the in the in the in the second leg. That'll be that'll be entertaining. I can't wait. Yeah, that that's my game of the week for sure. Uh, then we have your team. Welcome back for the first time since uh, we, we won't talk about the last time you were at this stage. But uh, Porto and Arsenal in Portugal, first leg. Uh, the floor is yours. Um, I'm worried. Yeah. Um, especially I was worried earlier in this, earlier in the year when we were in that little funk where we lost three games in a row. Um, but right now I think we played I think only one game in all of January and since then we've played only two games um so we've had a lot of rest time to work on you know some flaws that we've had especially in our build up in our set pieces um we scored 
six goals against West Ham last week, and two of them, I believe three of them were set pieces. Um, so stuff like that, I got corrected over the long break. They spent it in Dubai, but Porto is a very physical team. Um, and Arsenal does not handle physicality well, but I think it's a nice test. Um, in terms of talent, I think we clear them, but they they can do stuff to, that frustrates us, especially our our players, uh, especially Odegaard. He doesn't perform well when teams are in him and hitting him and knocking him out every every time. But I th- I think we will will move on relatively easy. But I think this is the kind of test we need uh, moving forward into the tournament. Uh, so I'll say two zero. Uh, first leg, Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, yeah. Ooh, see, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like uh, because that you know that that stadium like if they have to deal with yeah. the first fifteen minutes like that for me is is the key of the game, and I've been saying it since August like this is where I've wanted to see because we know what they can do in the league and obviously the Premier League is is they've been great the last couple of years but especially with how many youngsters they have and like kind of outside of the people they brought in from from Man City how little experience yeah. they have this is ex- and and Chelsea too but this is exactly where i want to see Staka and Martinelli and Declan Rice and and players who've really never played in this position before the pressure's mm-hmm. on the lights are bright everybody is watching uh you're away from home you need to get a good result you cannot you know you don't want to deal with a 2-0 deficit or something going back where you have to you know play the game of your life just to just to survive uh, I say one one, if and this is really where I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. Hopefully, like if they get to the quarterfinal against like I need to see like a Arsenal PSG two legged tie and really see like what this team is made of. It will be it will be a two legged tie of of um um just recruiting you know so that's all we'll be doing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, but the last one. Another mm-hmm. good game, uh, Napoli against Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona back here for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, Xavi. We haven't really talked last last week. We didn't talk about him, you know, leaving at the end of the season. This is his last season with with Barcelona, which we'll probably kind of talk about more yeah. in in the coming weeks as as it as it gets there. Uh, they, uh, what what do you think is going to happen in this game for for uh, for for Barca and for Napoli? Barca is on a downward spiral right now. Nothing they do is working. Um, they're giving up, you know, leads. Um, they can't score, and their defense is not very good. Um, so I think Napoli. I think this is a leg they. I think they lose. I think Xavi has overachieved already because he got out of the group stages. Um, and I think this is where it ends. Round of sixteen, and then this guy is is not very good. We've said we've said. We spoke on Xavi a bunch of times where he doesn't doesn't look like he knows what he's doing for the most part, um, and he can't coach a you know any kind of good you know build up or anything like that. Defensively, I thought last year they were really well. They played well, winning the league, all that stuff. But you know this year is not the same, and I think Napoli they'll get the what's his name Osimhen will be ready, um, uh, yep. especially after he had he had a terrible Afcon. So I think he'll be looking to bounce back um, against the Barcelona team that are not very good defensively. And, and I, Shabby, Shabby leaving. I don't even think we need to talk about that. He should be sacked by the way. The only reason, the only reason he's leaving, you know, from the front door is because 
of who he is as a as a player, not not as a coach. As a coach. Um, so I think I think Napoli take care of business, and they, uh, I'll say I'll say two one, uh, but I don't think over two legs. I I don't think it'll be particularly close. I said two one the other way. I think as yeah. bad as Barcelona have been this season, Napoli have been worse. Uh, they obviously I got to watch them up close in their two games against Madrid. I was you know they played well to be fair to them. Obviously this mm-hmm. is all about their two two main men, Kvartskelia and and Osimhen. So you know they go as far as they those two take them. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say two one to Barca. They have a tendency and we, and we, to, and we've seen we've seen them take them all the way to the semifinals last year. You know, so I I would have more faith in those two than I would have on anybody on Barca, um, yeah. who haven't been here in three years. You know, so yeah, that's that is that's 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 true. That's fair. Yeah, so yeah, I say two one Barca. I will. Well, putting my putting my prediction like on Xavi is crazy. I like I have faith in Xavi is is bold, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with it. You have you have <laughs> ah this is not good faith man that guy sucks oh, oh get man. him out of here <laughs> and uh, then and then they want to hell to replace him like uh, do you not see what's happening like are you gonna are you guys I saw Ragnik I saw Ragnik and Tuchel I was like they must like they must not watch the same like teams that we watch oh my god Ragnik oh Ragnik is still eating off that you know. That, that interview, have done what? <laughs> open heart surgery. He's still eating off that <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, and my. then the last thing I wanted to talk about because you know, uh, we can't go a week and not talk about Arsenal winning six nil away away <laughs> from home. So the floor is yours. You know, just fire away, man. Ah, what a game that was. The. I thought I thought we needed to win this game for Declan Rice, um, especially because they came to the Emirates and whooped us 2-0 a month earlier. Um, but everybody played well. Saka got two goals. Declan Rice had a goal and two assists. His his output this year has been unbelievable. He has, I believe, 10 goals and assists this year in all competitions, um, which is incredible for a DM. I don't think Partey has given us anything near that the last couple of years. Um, and then... I thought I thought we would play the same kind of formation and and style with Jorginho in the midfield, but we went away from that. Put Havertz back there, um, and it was you know clockwork. Uh, I think we're finally back. I I will say we're back because offensively we look really good. We've scored I think eleven goals, conceded only like three goals this in the last three four games, um, but it was really nice. I I'm just glad we won for Declan Rice. For him to get a goal was unbelievable. He's He's changed my life, man. So anytime the team can repay him back to stick it to his old team, especially in their stadium, um, was was a great showing. I thought 6-0 was – I think I woke up late. It was 2-0. I was like, what is this? And then it was 4-0 at halftime, 6-0 at, at full-time. It was, it, was great, it was a great game to watch. No, I, this is, like, for me, like, this is literally the definition of, like, a trap game for me. So yeah. I was, like, away. Yes so diff like you need you need to get points to keep up the pace uh and to win 6-0 it's like the arsenal performance that well we saw it against like liverpool even though the goals were sloppy but it's like we've been saying yeah. remember when they were winning earlier in the season I, we just need to see that like kick it into gear and really see what this team is when they're playing at their best and, and we saw it and that's you know one of the best teams in in the premier league uh 
Do you guys absolutely? Do you do you think uh, do you think you're gonna win the league? Um, I think it all depends. I think we will keep up. I think it will come down to maybe the last couple weeks of the season. I will not say we will win the league, but I think we will be there at the end for the first time. I think Arteta has done a really good job of just easing this where the last two years we've started so fast. Um, and this year it hasn't looked that good, but we have the same amount of points as we did last year this time. Um, so I think finally we're going to get to the place where we take off, where instead of last year we were going, 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 and we peaked a little bit too early and then came down. Um, I think we're starting to hit our peak right now. And then it'll be nice because, you know, competition is going to be crazy because with the Champions League and we have a game against Man City left, we have Man United away left, uh, Newcastle, all those teams are coming. So I think we'll be ready finally where last year, I think early on, we were like kind of dismantling teams. And this year, we're barely, you know, getting results. I think the dismantling comes, and I think it starts with Porto. Porto is about to get a rude awakening. No, I'm just kidding. Let me stop. 2-0, 2-0. Um, you two want to change yeah. that to 4? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but without, you know... Uh, Taking up too much time, I did want to address, yeah, so, you know, that that you know spanking on the weekend. It was it was it was it was good to see Arsenal oh, finally bring up the par. We're finally in. I think uh, goal difference wise, we're the same as uh, City. They're only ahead of us now by goals scored. Um, so we're just, we're keeping pace. That's all that matters. You have a. F- I just want to have a chance at the end. You know, yeah. last year. By the end, by mid-April, league was gone. You know. When so, you guys play the Etihad, is that in a, is that in a long time? I think we play in five games, so maybe end of March. I want to say Ooh, early April. I'm I think looking, maybe I'm first week of see. April. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Play at the Etihad at the end of March. Yeah, so I think we have five relatively easy games coming up with Newcastle in there somewhere. Um, oh, those games are tough. Had, Wow, they have the second leg against Porto, and then and then Chelsea, and then probably the quarterfinals of the Champions League if they make it, sandwiched with Man City. Oh, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be the like, real test for this team. The good thing is, well, no City will be there too. So, it would be crazy if we get one of those uh, Liverpool, uh, Man City games where they where were playing like in the city, Champions City, League. City, City, and, and yeah, be, oh, I would oh, love that. that those would, would be so nice. Oh, one game at a time. One game at a time. Absolutely. Think, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited. But for yeah. this week. But we will end with what we always end with, which is three, five, two. We put five minutes on the clock. Three predictions each, uh, and for the two of us. So you, uh, you want to kick yeah. it off? Yeah, Chelsea versus Man City this weekend. Um, I think we're about to get a, a West Ham v Arsenal. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chelsea is about to is about it at all. De Bruyne, I think, might finally start his uh, start starting games. Um, Holland, who's in a little bit of a goal drought. Um, at least he didn't one game goal drought. He didn't score in the Champions League. Um, so I think City dismantle them. Um, Chelsea have, they are a mid-table fodder now, I think. And this is going to be a stat pad session. I hope, I hope Grealish is okay and Bernardo Silva, everyone's good. Because I need them to do, you know, Chelsea bad. Chelsea is, at least uh, they're good in the cup competitions and uh, 
and and FA Cup and stuff like that. But in the league, they've been just they come out the gate slow. They can't defend, and they can't finish. They can't score. So I say yeah. I say I'll say I'll say three zero, but it could be like five six. Mm, three zero. I'm uh. See, I want I had one of my predictions dealing with with Marine with Mourinho, mm-hmm. but. Wanna, I, I don't want to go back on the prediction I made a couple weeks ago where I said that I feel like he's gonna he's gonna go to Newcastle. Yeah. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a cop out, and I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say what is kind of on everyone's mind, but I think Inter are comfortably gonna win the Syria, and I think I mean we they they are like quietly. They have sixty points in twenty three games. This after they win this weekend, they will be up by ten points on on Juve, who have been very, very, very good this season. So I say yeah. Inter uh, essentially kind of starts to plan their parade for for winning for winning the Serie A. Oh, <laughs> which is oh. early. It's February, which is so. early. Yeah, especially because Serie A has been the most competitive league in. In, in world football, pretty much the last couple ahead, of years, twenty yeah. wins out of twenty four games if they win this weekend, and I think they will. I'm going to say three zero this weekend, and they start to plan plan the parade. Oh my god! Spe- speaking of parades, this is out of the the Chiefs parade was ugh. Oh my god! Sorry oh, to those people. Very, yeah, um, to those people. Um, and then Arsenal, uh, Burnley versus Arsenal this weekend. Yep, I think is more of the same. I think we continue. With our scoring ways, maybe not another six zero, but I think we win very comfortably. I'll say four zero Arsenal. Um, it's time to get these goals, you know. I am going to agree with you. I'm going to say Arsenal three zero. I did have this one, but I'm going to throw in a caveat. I think we start to get the the company the company out. It's been it's been happening. I think if they get smacked this weekend, it's, it's he's done. Let me see where they are on the table. They're nineteenth. Um, yep. Sheesh. And they're tied with Sheffield. So and they're seven points behind Luton with a game less. Yeah, Luton might be safe if Everton doesn't. What's it called? Uh, get um, that up. I mean, Luton yeah. might be safe even if Everton didn't have that stuff going on. They've been great. And they started like really their first like eight losses. I think their first eight games were all losses. Yeah, they we we thought they were gonna be the worst team in Prem history. <laughs> but they've been they've been playing really well. I yeah. know their coach is getting a lot of, you know, um, thirst traps and stuff like uh, that. Let's pump the brakes. <laughs> Ever since Liverpool, bro. <laughs> Isn't he like, how old is that guy? Uh, maybe like early 40s, I want to say. Man, bro. No, as much as they like him, they hate that Newcastle. What's that Newcastle <laughs> assistant coach? Tyndall, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, the one that shakes everybody's hand before. They hate uh, that guy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is so it's so cringe, bro. I could not watch any. They have like these compilations of him just running up, literally bumping his own manager to get to like. I think Klopp was like, nope. The craziest one was when they took first. like a, a celebration photo in the in the in the dressing room, and he's in the middle holding a ball <laughs> on the ground. I was like, what is this? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's no, he's crazy, man. Oh, oh he's funny. Eddie Howe must be the nicest guy on the in the world to be allowing that kind of behavior. <laughs> that shit is in crazy his, to me, man. Dressing room. Um, and then my third is Liverpool Brentford. Um, 
I think Brentford Brent played Brent. Man City last week and they played really well. Um, but let me see. No, no, they they won against Wolves and then they lost to Man City the week before that. Um, three one. Um, I think I think they finally get something out of these big ties with, especially with, um, what's his name back? Uh, oh, oh my Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony, who I don't want at Arsenal. Um, I think I think Brentford win, and I think Ivan Tony Ooh. scores twice. Liverpool. Um, so Panate so is not going to be there. is not going to be there. Um, yeah. Which would mean Arsenal would walk City. into next week with Arsenal now because uh, City don't, don't City play twice. Depending, depending on uh, goal difference. If, no, they, yeah, depending on goal difference. Well, if what or you goal s- scored? Oh, because you said City would smack Chelsea too. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I think it'll be. Oh my that... god! Oh my god! I got scared. I was looking at the the last five, um, and it's City, Ooh, City all five wins, and Arsenal has four wins and a and red. A draw. But the red is on the right. Um, I thought we already lost our next game. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? We didn't play yet. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but that's from a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think Liv- Brentford beats Liverpool convincingly. Especially will, with Kanate not playing. Yeah, I will I will say uh Girona lost their second game this past weekend, and I think they lose their third this week on Monday. It's, it's over for them? You think uh I don't think it's over, but I they this weekend they go at Bilbao, which is beyond a tough, tough place yep. to play. And Ernesto Valverde, obviously the former Barca manager, is notorious for being great in the league. They have been quietly very, very good and pushing for top four. And uh, yeah, I mean their coach flat out said it after they lost to Madrid. He said, "We are not fighting for the league. We are playing for top four. So yeah, this is this is the game. He they can't believe to- they're here. He can't believe. But I don't. I hope they're downward. Like, obviously, being dismantled like that by Real Madrid is never a good thing, especially when you have title hopes. Um, but I think they should. I think they they'll should comfortably finish second. Yeah, I think, I think they'll, they'll be top four for second. sure. But I yeah, think this weekend, sure. uh, this well, it's it's not even a weekend. It's a Monday night, so they're basically playing prime time again. So I don't think it's gonna be uh, easy easy faring for them. It's a lot of exposure for them, man. They they yeah. were not in this league three four years ago. It's crazy yeah, how far they, they get, are. You know, they're going to get ransacked this summer. So yeah. enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> oh, my God. If Dovjik no. and, and Saigankov are not at new clubs this summer, then Europe's recruitment teams are... The recruitment for teams are just lazy because they, they're both gone for sure. Especially no, they've had a, Dovjik. They've had an unbelievable year. Yep. But uh, another another episode in the books, twenty six, and next week we uh, we get the you know Champions League another roundup episode, and we can start to look ahead to to the second leg. And this mm-hmm. is the best part of the season, bro. It's cooking. I know, man. I can't wait. I cannot yes. wait. But uh, take care of yourself, guys, and we will see you next week as as normal. Inshallah. Peace. Peace.